This is the call for freedom. This is the call for your truest, most authentic self to step forward. This is the call to turn inward and face the darkness and the light that lives within. You're listening to the Divinity Unbridled Podcast, and I'm your host, Hannah Rose Childs. My mission is to awaken and inspire your truth from within. I'm bringing you real, unfiltered access to the cosmos and the underworld to the sacred union of the divine feminine and the divine masculine, and to the pathway home to the fullest parts of your soul. Get ready to go deep. Get ready to ignite your internal fire. Get ready to unleash your fullest self. It's time to step into the truth of who you are. I see you, and your soul is beaming. Thank you for listening, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to today's episode of the Divinity Unbridled Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Rose Child, and I am so excited about today's guest. She is a mystic lover who is committed to serving her role in the awakening of others. She is an internationally known sacred intimacy coach and assists her clients in the expansion of their own consciousness as they step into union with themselves, with the divine, and with all of life. She is a guide for men and women who are seeking deeper, more meaningful, divine, intimate relationships. Without further ado, I'm so excited to welcome Jacqueline L. Robinson. Well, first of all, thanks so much for joining me. As I mentioned several times, everything that you post about the feminine, the masculine, this divine union, submission, all the things that I feel like you're really, sounds like you're being called to embody within yourself and then to share into the world so inspiring and feels so rich and real so that's really why i wanted to have a conversation with you and learn more for myself and hopefully expand some of this wisdom out into the world and collective consciousness and so we can all start to embody some of these things thank you Thank you. I I love how you say that because my vision has been for a few years now and increasingly so to walk the edge of consciousness and to do so in a way that is not staying in the safe zone, that is touching the places that initially will maybe trigger us and will be new language and to really especially now as I've expanded my business this year, I have an intention to seed new consciousness for generations ahead of me. So it's not just about the now. And I appreciate very much that you're feeling it and that together we now are going to do exactly that and expand it. So thank you. I'm honored. Me too. Um, And I have a lot I want to talk about, but I'd love to kind of go back and just hear a little bit about your childhood. And I, of course, did my research. I saw that you have children and just kind of hear how that, those sections of your life happened and how you've kind of transitioned over time into now. Yeah, it's been 
It's not a wild story, but it has definitely had wild elements of a ride for me. And my going back to childhood, I was raised very religious. I went to Christian school. I graduated in a class of one, just me. And so it was very, um, a, a very sort of protected and definitely safe space. A part of me knew that it was safe. My parents had divorced when I was very young. And as a teenager, of course, we go through teenager things. And my mom at one point called my dad and said, um, I think you need to come over. And I think she probably needs to live with you. And I knew, I knew that I had the option to go and live with my dad. But I also knew that living with my mom and my stepdad, who raised me as my dad, I was in a protected space and I understood intuitively even then for the kind of being that I am, highly sensual, wanting to walk the edge of life, of consciousness, although I didn't have the language for it. I chose not to go and live with my dad because I understood I would be in a completely different environment and I wouldn't have had that safe container. And it all turned out fine. But that was sort of the foundation of my life, that upbringing. And my God connection, which interestingly is really coming back up in myself and with my clients, this reconnection to God energy as we are healing our relationship to the masculine within. My God connection growing up was very much to a biblical God of fear. And, you know, in our church, the culture was that if you didn't adhere to all of the right ways of being, that really actually God was going to punish you. There was going to be repercussion. And that absolutely blanketed over sexual energy. And I was such a sensual being. I loved boys. I have memories <laughs> of my sister was in school, so I had to have been four years old, three years old. And I had this friend my mom was visiting, and we were under the bed checking out private parts. You know, we just, it was natural for us. And so from then forward, I was secret kissing boys and writing love letters to boys. And I have always loved the masculine without an understanding in the early years that that is about a sacred vow, that that is a, a devotion to the masculine, to God, to sacred union that is literally woven into my being. You know, what is true now in this template of Hieroskamos, as I'm activated and initiated even more deeply into it over the last few years, it's rippling out. I have three children, all grown, in their 20s, all out of the house, doing their own thing, very happy, love them. Uh, my eldest, another just interesting little piece is transgender. And so it adds a whole nother flavor to my understanding and connection to masculine and feminine that just fascinates me, absolutely fascinates me. Wow, that's amazing. Um, can you just touch on what Hieros Gamos is? Because I have a feeling a lot of people, I, I didn't know what it was until I started following you. I will. I will. And uh, I will say that my first introduction to Hieroskamos actually was when I read the Da Vinci Code. I didn't know of it myself until I think it was the end of 2004 
And that really was an activation point for me. First of all, Hieros Gamos, and secondly, um, I read that book, and then I went and studied mysticism with Carolyn Mace. And both of those were significant turning points in my life. So Hieros Gamos, as I first was introduced to it through reading the Da Vinci Code, my first understanding of it that absolutely rippled through my being was as a sacred ceremony of sexual connection between a high priest and a high priestess within a community that the intention was sacred union and to create together a new consciousness, a different energy. That was my first understanding. From, from there, several things unfolded, and I think we'll get into talking about some of those possibly, but Hieros Gamos as I know it now, through all the initiations and evolutions, is a union of masculine and feminine that first of all is within. And that is why it is vital. I work with women mostly, and it is vital that women go in and really heal wounding that they have in relation to masculine energy, fathers, grandfathers, uncles, brothers, men in the church for some of them. And so it, it, demands an inner purification and integrity with your own masculine energy because we all have masculine and feminine within regardless of our gender which going back to my son who was born with female gender and knows he is male gender um, taught me it's not about that we all have masculine and feminine and bringing those into harmony within is the very first and vital piece of Hieros Gamos. From there, it expands into relationship and partnership, and that sexual engagement then is another deepening and initiation of those energies in sacred union as masculine, feminine, um, whether it's male, female, or not, masculine and feminine come together in union and are creating and seeding new life, new consciousness, however they do. Wow. And so you talked about um, relationship, which I think often we think about relationship with another versus relationship within ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then you touched on healing the masculine within. And I'd love to hear how you see sort of the, in quotes, unhealed masculine and feminine energies come up in society, because sometimes we don't really know what what they are. And then when you start to go deeper, you're like, oh, wow, I have this connection to something that happened or this person, or maybe it's subconscious or, you know, all of these things. Yes. Yes. So in leading into that, I'll say that as Hieros Gamos energies and that template are wildly alive at present, intentionally so because of the consciousness that is shifting on our planet and really expanding and the new energies coming in especially with 2020 sacred union i believe there's going to be a lot of this new imprint of what union and true sacred marriage are and so with that said the the way that a lot of people are being or have been initiated are through what we know as twin flame energy. And I'm leading into what this wounding is. 
And so through that twin flame energy, what happens is very often those two people are attracted because a wounded pattern matches a wounded pattern. And so to, to speak about what the wounding looks like, many people have been experiencing it in relationships when those wounds touch each other, but it initially feels like home. It feels like I know this being, this is my person. We are so meant to be, we are gonna be forever, this is the one. And some of what is happening is that the wounded imprints recognize each other. The, the, the energy that is woven into those is connected. So I wanna say that and then speak from there. For the feminine, her wounded imprint can look very much like she, she has this devotion, but it is not grounded within her own inner masculine. And so she's looking to continue giving her love to a man. I need to give my love to a man. She's desperate for it. There's like a neediness behind it, kind of? Say it again. It's a neediness. Yes. So, and I want to speak about the neediness because the feminine does have need. There's a difference between need as it is felt through the energy of devotion, which is very grounded within her being, and need, which becomes a neediness born out of, I don't have, I don't have, I need, I have this void in me, and often her void is absence of her own masculine. Mm -hmm. And so there's an emptiness, and she's looking to a man to fill that, gives her devotion to that man, he can't fill it, and she's continually trying to get filled up. So it goes from that absence of feeling her devotion grounded within her to an obsession, to jealousy, to almost literally coming out of her being, coming completely out of her being, and all of her becoming wrapped up in almost inside of that man. Part of that can be devotion, but she's got to be grounded in herself. And part of it sometimes, and you can feel the difference in the signature, will be, I'm not okay if I'm not inside of him. That's the only way I feel safe in this world. Right. And so for the feminine, it comes through that way. And the third piece of that for her, I want to say, is she doesn't trust herself. And it's not about trusting him. It's about trusting herself and that she will know what's true, that she will have the discernment and the ability to follow and honor that no matter what he does. Right. She's, she's grounded, like you said, in her own masculine and her feminine, both of them. And she trusts in her own union within yes. to be able to then relate to someone else. Absolutely. Absolutely. For the masculine, for him, it's much more, I don't know if you're familiar, Mark Binet, B-I-N-E-T, for any listeners, he's fabulous. And he'll just post a little blurb every now and then. And there was one day that he posted something about, I hope it's okay to say this on your podcast. Well, yeah, we it, put the explicit tag on. <laughs> okay, good, good. <laughs> Because he, he posted something to the masculine about standing in your truth and that that is a very masculine energy. And he hashtagged truthcock. And I loved it so much because if you think about the energy of a masculine erection, 
And a man who can stand in and has the power and the presence and the strength to stand in what his truth is, no matter what's going on around him with regard to relationship or not relationship. That if a man cannot stand in his truth, if he's wishy-washy, if he's not speaking it, if he's shut down, if he's trying to make it a little nicer so she's not upset, so he holds a little back, that is some of the masculine having feminine wounding. He can't be straight up. He can't be erect with her. And that is how you will know when a man has masculine wounding. He also will struggle along the same vein, but he will struggle to bring through the full potency of his power. Masculine energy very naturally carries a desire to dominate, to lead, to take charge. And if a man has wounding, he's going to be afraid of that. And if a woman has masculine wounding and isn't fully in her masculine, she will fear her power, whether it's sexual or not. And so the, uh, the final piece for the masculine, very similar, all three of these pieces for him is he just doesn't take charge. He's, he's afraid to stand in his leadership. All three are connected to the masculine erection, which right. I love. Yeah, and really when the feminine is fully in her power, my experience is that she wants that from the masculine, right? It's not, it's not oh my gosh, you're taking my power away because you're trying to dominate me or take control. It's wow, I'm so comfortable in my own self and I'm so turned on by my own being that yes, please, get, show, yes. Me, show me your full power. Show me, show me that erection, that penetration so that I can surrender. And you talk a lot about surrender and then into submission, which I think is a word that, talk about triggering. <laughs> I think in our society yes. is like, ooh, I don't want to be, submissive that's you know losing my power and I love to talk about that because I think they're in the way that you're talking about it it is so juicy and alive and it's not it does not take away the power at all no as as you even began speaking like my my armpits are a little sweaty and, <laughs> and I could feel and I am a woman who I, I have written about it years ago I wrote a blog post my vagina talks to me yeah. and it's the absolute truth and I can feel her like she's down there trying to get all her words in she has so much to say because the energy that you just introduced into the conversation is so alive and yes, it's absolutely true. I'm gonna work backwards. It's 100% true. In the feminine, fully healed, fully present with her sensual energy, fully trusting herself, connected and aligned with her inner masculine, that she wants to submit. She wants to think of submission as choice. Right. It is not a loss of power. It is, she is, absolutely owning and claiming and stating her choice and if the masculine visual is the erection for the feminine in this conversation it's she's opening her legs and she can't, <laughs> cannot get them open wide enough to receive him she wants every single part of that masculine whether you're talking the literal physical body sexual intercourse between them or just the energy when that man 
that masculine, even if it's a woman who carries strong masculine, when that masculine energy enters the space, there is something in the raw, pure feminine that is instantly turned on. She feels the erection, whether it's physically present or not, and all of her being wants it. She will absolutely surrender to me is, um, and I taught a teleclass on this, which is still, by the way, available for anybody who wants to hear it. It will be, I will, it will go offline soon, but it is still up. And I spoke about surrender as feeling more like um, a letting go. Okay, I let go. Okay, I give up. It's soft. All right. Yeah, it sounds, it just is not really very juicy. It's kind of like, okay, all right, my white flag, I surrender. <laughs> and submission is so much more, please, yes, get in. I want it. I'm saying yes. I'm standing here. I'm opening my everything. Bring all of that and penetrate me with every bit of it. And when that happens between them, new life, whether new life is a literal child, whether new life is a state of being, whether it's something they're creating in the world together, whether it's just an energetic frequency that is expanding through that point of contact, she wants it and he wants to give it to her. It's so aligned. Right. It's like when both the, the feminine is healed within herself and the masculine is healed within itself, they can't help but magnetize each other with that alive energy. Yes. Yes. And it's so right. And that absolutely is a part of the Hieroscamos activation. That is definitely the polarity of the true primal masculine essence and the same for that raw, pure, juicy feminine. She's automatically, doesn't matter what age she is, this isn't just for the pretty young virgins out there. This is for any feminine at any age, any place in life, any gender. She is going to become wet, and open and desiring and her devotion is in full force and she needs a place to put it. So you're damn right. She's going to choose. Yes, please. Yes, please. Well, I say yes, please. Uh, <laughs> yes. And so, and I imagine people listening are going to say, wow, I, if they don't already experience this, they're going to, there's going to be something that moves inside like the needles pointing. I want that. And so how, what are some tools to, sort of begin to heal that inner masculine, inner feminine, because as we talked about, until it's fully healed within, we're going to be projecting yeah. our wounding onto someone else. We can't fully open as the feminine or penetrate as the masculine until we're really aligned within. Very true. Very true. So I would say for um, healing the feminine, and again, my work is I, I engage with a lot of women. So to the men who are listening, I'm going to do my best to bring the same amount of potency for you. For the feminine who is desiring to come deeper into that polarity and that energy, I would say one of her number one things is to allow herself, and they're all three woven together, trust, need, and devotion, to allow herself to sink deeper 
in. And by natural state of moving into love, moving into our true polarity, moving into our authentic self, we sink in more deeply and embrace it. And the natural response of our being is to show where there's resistance. And so the way for you to come into your healing and really embracing that is to sink in more deeply. And for the feminine, that is allow yourself, the first level is, is trust yourself, trust what you feel. And sometimes that's very hard because the mind wants to talk, wants to tell you something else. All of the programs want to get their two cents in. And so begin a practice of trusting and when I studied with Carolyn May, she was teaching from intuition into mysticism, the true mystical energy. And one of the things she said was, when your soul gives you guidance, if you're not listening to the small things, your soul is not going to give you the big things. And so you begin building by trusting the simplest thing and taking the chance. Just take the chance and you will bump into whatever needs to move in you. And that's when in the feminine, you soften. You soften. And as you soften, what begins to rise is your need. Your need to connect. Your need to express love. It's not just a need to be loved. It's not just an emptiness. It's also a need that is interwoven with your desires to also express love and to really then it expands into your devotion. You begin to feel and devotion has a whole different frequency that carries a sacredness to it, carries an energy of on your knees, whether that is in prayer, whether that is in holy prayer of giving pleasure to your partner, however that looks for you. It's an energy of devotion in action. For the masculine, um, again, going back to where we looked at where some of the dysfunctions are for the masculine, um, get really clear in what is true. Get clear in your truth. Don't dilute it. Don't distort it. Don't soften it. Don't try to avoid the conflict by twisting and changing it or making it pleasing to whomever you're engaging. Get very clear within yourself what is true and move from there. When you move from there, the, the frequency and the fullness of your masculine power expands and increases. And just as the feminine begins to feel her need and devotion, the masculine begins to feel that rise, that erection of his power, of his presence. Part of the masculine strength is presence. He holds that energy, that strength that the feminine can melt into. And if you don't know your truth, how are you going to hold it? How are you going to hold that frequency? Also for the masculine is it's natural in masculine energy to stand and be a leader. Standing in your truth also will equal, you might sometimes stand alone and be the one who's beginning the movement. And so to trust, similar to the feminine, but it's a different, it's a different vibration of trust coming into his leadership and honoring that and standing alone if need be, standing erect as the only one who is, if that is what is needed. So for both of them, 
by, by a very seemingly simple beginning, it brings them and it opens an entire vortex of massive alignment with the true power of each polarity, masculine, feminine. Yeah, and in my experience, you talked about, you know, the very surface level as you begin to take one step farther and farther. It's like taking that risk, taking that jump to fully trust in what you feel, then your soul begins to trust you back and you start to have a, a relationship with your own soul in a way that you can hear what's really being asked instead of just trying to guess. It's like you, your soul is really like, okay, you're in this. Here's another layer. Here's another layer. How about this? And you're, every, every time you say yes, you deepen that trust. Yes. Yes, that is 100% true. That is true of your soul. That is true of your body. You know, I said my vagina talks to me. Well, I can relate that to soul language. And in some cases it is. But the more that I trust her and what she's giving to me for information, the more she's going to talk to me. And that's true of all the ways your body talks to you. That then expands to your relationship. The more that you trust the little things, the more it expands and becomes something beyond what you ever could imagine. Yeah. And I guess also the more you're willing to be vulnerable going into relationship from both sides, I think, not just the feminine who's on the softer submissive side, but from both. Okay. I, I'm willing to, willing to expose myself for the chance of going deeper and being authentic and meeting you in truth. Yes, yes. And for the feminine, the vulnerability is a softening to expose herself. And for the masculine, the vulnerability is a hardening in exposing himself. So still, they're still always doing that dance. The polarity. Yes. Okay, I'd love to step into um, specifically for the feminine, as a lot of us, I mean, you're a business owner. I'm a business owner. There's a lot of women or feminine energy in the world that wants to be a CEO, wants to be a business owner, wants to be in these roles that are traditionally the masculine roles. And we have an amazing opportunity, especially here in the United States, to be able to follow what we really love. But a lot of that comes with masculine energy if we don't know how to work in a way that is aligned with our feminine essence and use that as our superpower in business instead of trying to be the masculine and I'm going to be in power and take control. How do we, how do we navigate that side of life when it's not, it's not, it's not second nature. It's, it can be a little bit harder to figure out what we're supposed to do. Very true. It's very true. And so I would begin by saying, I think in the the first spurts of women really moving into the man's world, right? The man's world in quotation marks. In the first spurts of that, her expression of masculine energy was, I have to be a man. And in doing so, we talked about, you know, the woman opening her legs. Also, what happened was the feminine shut down and women close their legs. So there's no juicy lubrication that softens it and moves it and gives her the experience of her full feminine being present. In the way that energy is moving now, 
although there are certainly women who are the CEOs and who are existing and immersed in a man's world, the energy is shifting so that especially, I would say number one that matters is it's vital to have that inner union. Because no matter where you're working or what you're doing as a businesswoman, if you don't have that inner union already in balance, if you're going out into, quote, a man's world and you are carrying wounding from the masculine, it's going to twist the pure expression of your feminine. So that's number one. Do whatever your inner work is that you need to do to come into alignment. Once that's in place, the beauty of being alive in this time right now is that women who are doing similar to what you and I are doing and or women who are looking to build and create and be a businesswoman that has room for her feminine gifts and actually in some ways is is um, not supported by because that's the masculine energy but at its core, in the center of it, is about the feminine essence, the wisdom, the healing, the guidance, all of that coming through, the creativity. For her to really bring that through, we are fortunate to be living in a time, first of all, where again, coming into those 2020 energies, the compass is shifting. And it's shifting from everything being about the, the corporate, the the specific this is the way that you do it type of structure and everything being up in the head to there's much more intuitive there's going to be more of a need for the healing and for the feminine essenced energies and or really truly the feminine masculine union way of moving in the world and so for the businesswoman, that masculine energy now comes in in the structure. The masculine sets the structure. The masculine is the discipline. The masculine is creating the container just as in relationship, just as in lovemaking, just as in that union within and without so that all the structures are in place and then the feminine comes in and flows. So for businesswomen, who are looking to move now in a way that has that inner union. That's what I would say, get, get aligned within and then bring in, for many women, I think there, there is that dynamic of she's in a masculine world and so she's taken on masculine energy and sort of lost her feminine. There's also the dynamic of it's all these feminine gifts and so there's no masculine structure and it has nothing to stand on and the balance is in between the well, balance the is the union right the inner union is that then you as the if you're the business owner you're like well i'm balanced my feminine and my masculine my masculine can create this container for me so that i can live in the the sensual the freedom the movement and the flow trusting myself that my container has been created. I don't have to sit there and micromanage it and worry about it. Yes, yes. And I would say for your listeners, because you and I are sharing this conversation, I so appreciate that when you approached me, 
the first layers were masculine energy, the masculine saying, this is the container. Would you like to be part of the container? Here's how I'm creating the container. And you essentially took care of all the masculine pieces and my feminine now gets to come in and she can just fully express. I did not have to bring masculine preparation today. And so there's a partnership and I imagine even taking me out of the equation because your masculine energy created the container while we're speaking, there are places where your feminine gets to come in and just flow. Right. So that's cool. how we do See it, it. In, in action instead of just, you know, in your own head or in your own writing, but in, in relationships with people that aren't your partner, you know, yes. it then translates out of just relationship in a romantic sense to every interaction you have becomes union. And then you're really, I mean, union in a certain sense, and then you're really interacting with the whole world from that totally aligned place. I love that, Hannah. I love that so much, so much yes, because in the example I spoke of, you and I came into union and you brought that masculine structure. I'm able to come in and flow as the feminine. And there's that beautiful union that all of your listeners get to experience that version of Hieroskamos that you never would think that's what it is, but there it is. And it's two women. Right. It's not a man and a woman. So that's a beautiful example of two women who are coming in and bringing, as business women, both of us, and bringing in the balance of union masculine feminine. Lovely. Well so done. cool. So as we uh, heal, heal within, and then we begin to take it out into relationships, other dynamics begin to are at play because you then have another person, you know, you can feel really aligned and healed within. And then your partner, whether they're healed within or not, can begin, it's like they continually trigger you to make sure that you really are healed. Like, are, are you all the way? Nope, okay, here's an opportunity to go deeper. And how, I, I hear a lot, especially from the feminine, and perhaps this is part of the, the wounding, my boyfriend won't do this. My husband doesn't do this. He won't meet me in this place or he's not willing to, blah, you know, the blah, 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 all of the, the things that the masculine won't do. And I feel like part of what I'm here to talk about is really helping the masculine to rise and how as the feminine, we can show up in partnership to support that and of course his union is his own responsibility his inner union and as the opposite the partner how can we support that because it i do feel like it is challenging for the masculine and we talked about this on an, another episode in a little bit mm -hmm. um that it's scary for the masculine to step out of this old paradigm this old way of being I think that's very true. And I think there's some scary for absolutely the masculine and still the feminine. You know, the feminine still fears submission. She still relates that to he's going to control me. And so if we're speaking directly to the feminine, to women, in terms of you said how to help the masculine rise, I would shift that just a little bit to how to acknowledge that he is, how to invite him to stand in that, to become erected in that even more. Because some of what 
the feminine has done in men and women is emasculate the men. And some of the, well, he doesn't, well, I wish that he would, is, is unintentionally emasculating him. And so I'm going to bring it right back to the polarity. And coming right back to the polarity, the feminine is need and the masculine is truth and strength. And if a man is standing in his truth and speaking it to you as the feminine, I'm going to say as a woman for the purpose of this part of our conversation. If your man is coming and saying, my love, this is my truth. She's saying, well, you don't, um, you don't give me enough attention. And he's saying, I work a lot. I'm exhausted. And this is my truth. It's not going to change for her to keep saying, you don't give me enough intimacy. All he's going to hear is you're not man enough. You're not man enough. You're not man enough for me. You're not man enough. And so if she wants to raise him up. If she wants to feel his penetration and call forward his erection, begin sharing from a place of, this is what I've recognized as my need. I've begun to notice within myself, I need, and then state it, what you need. And not stating it from a place of, and I'm not going to be happy or okay if you don't do it. It's a very different thing to say, holding oneself, holding full ownership of oneself. I've become aware that I have a need. I'm not telling you, you have to fill it. However, we are in partnership together and I'd like to hear your thoughts on it. She's inviting him, truth cock, she's inviting him to speak his truth. She's inviting his masculine to stand. And when you say that, helping him to rise. She's inviting him to be erect, to come deeper into his truth, into his masculine power and presence by standing in what is true. And I don't mean standing like a dick. I mean standing as a man because the masculine responds to, he loves the true, pure feminine need, not her neediness, but her need for him. He wants to fill that. If she needs more protection, if she needs more provision, if she needs more presence, all masculine strengths, he wants to stand up, become erect, rise, and penetrate her with how he is that. And if you're a, yeah, right. You do, and as a woman, you're like, okay, yes. Well, please, I wish people could see, uh, see what I'm watching because <laughs> as you're saying, he's erect, you know, your face is getting closer to the computer and you're like, yes, I'm, I'm here. And as a feminine, when you're like, I'm noticing that I need this, you're, you back up and you soften and you, everything, your heart opens. And then when you're saying, you don't do this, you don't, as the complaining, you're, again, you're, it's almost like the, the feminine is like trying to penetrate the masculine into being around. Submission. It's not going to work. <laughs> Submission. That's exactly yeah. it. I love that you just said that because I watched it happen in your reflection, <laughs> which is, that's exactly what's happening. She's not staying in her feminine. She's shifting into wounded, dominating masculine in a way that is not pleasurable. 
And so if you are a woman who wants him to penetrate you with his pure masculine, speak to him, relate to him, bring the energy of your pure feminine. And that doesn't mean that, well, I'm just catering to him. That's not the energy. Or that if you that's, stay silent or you don't share because you don't, you want him to come to you. It's, it's, Feminine manipulation. Yes. Yes. That's it. And that's the shadow wounded feminine we spoke about earlier. If, if she's coming and either dominating, then it's her wounded masculine showing up to protect her feminine. She's not leaving any room for this masculine. She's trying to get to come in and, or if she's quiet and I want him to come to me, well, that is manipulation. He can't, you can't expect him to know all of that. And I think all of these things we're talking about, again, we spoke about how sacred marriage is going to change. And a lot of the pieces we're talking about now are the old marriage and relationship paradigm. You know, I had a, I had a call yesterday with a young man. It was a healing session. And he actually said, well, I've come across this intimacy coach who teaches you and tells you don't answer her on the first text. Don't do this right away. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Because that's the old relationship rules that have been programmed into us of how you're supposed to be. Well, and I think it caused a lot of the, the wounding. That type Definitely. Interrelationship. Yes. And at the end of the day, if there's nothing else you take away, the feminine is need and devotion. The masculine is presence, penetration, strength, and truth. Remember that hashtag, truthcock. That's the masculine. And she is that softening the choice of submission. Remember that it's your choice. You're choosing to sink into your devotion to your masculine, to your desire for union, to your sacred connection and to the masculine you've chosen, you've chosen to be in partnership with. Yeah, and so bouncing off of that, it feels like then we are able to achieve this sacred marriage with anyone. It's not just a twin flame or in quotes, a soulmate. I think we can have so many soulmates that I think that is a whole other conversation probably, but really when you get to that healing and you devote yourself to that sacred marriage, it sounds like we really can have that with anyone that we are choosing if we're both willing to do the work and meet each other. So what I would say in relation to that is coming back to polarity. Yeah. There's an alignment that will be present when there's the right polarity because some of us i may have more feminine than the woman sitting next to me and i may have more masculine than the woman sitting next to me and so the kind of man that's going to be able to meet me in my polarity that's the alignment when the alignment is present absolutely yes sacred marriage is always offering itself to us you and I, in the way that we talked about what we're doing today, it's, it's a vibration of that sacred marriage, masculine, feminine coming into harmony. If you and I didn't already have an alignment that we could come together 
and sometimes it's just not there, we wouldn't have this beautiful flow that's happening, this, this natural ease. And so I would say that's number one. And when that's present, it's always right there for you. There is choice to say yes. And going back to something you said earlier, which is we each do our own healing. And I'm speaking now of coming into relationship with outer hieroscamos. We each do our own healing, man, woman, masculine, feminine, woman, woman, man, man, does not matter. No matter how much healing you've done, when you come into that union together, because you're touching an energy of expansion, every time we expand, it's exposure and there's a vulnerability. And so no matter, and you can be beautifully healed and then come into union and go, whoa, there's a trigger for me. Right. That is love. We know it as only pain. That is also love penetrating the pain. And I often see it as layers. And if the pain is down here, the love is getting down underneath and bringing it up into our consciousness so that we can sink deeper into more love. And having an energy and an approach from that perspective is much more gentle and embracing and brings in your choice to deepen together rather than, oh my gosh, he triggered me again. Oh my God, blah, blah, blah. And he's got to fix himself. But if you're coming in and going, okay, this is aligned. This is where I am meant to be. And here is something that is rising out of our expansion and asking me to look. And often if we just look, the energetic signature changes, especially when we've done our inner work. So I want to acknowledge that as well. Just because you come into sacred union with a partner on the outside and you're activating hieroscamos doesn't mean it's happily ever after. That is not real ever. Right. Well, it's really an opportunity and a, it's a gift to be able to, to go deeper into the state of love. Right. And it's like, we can keep, we don't arrive. Yeah. We just yeah. Get, we, keep going. And especially in relationships that are long-term because every, we're all changing all the time. There's things happening around us. There's happening within us. So we're us and our partners are all changing. And so the dynamics continue to shift. It's not, Oh, we came into sacred union and we're so happy. And the end, That's we it. Made it. it's things are always changing and you you get to go further like wow okay that what's that bringing up for me how can i how can i sink into that and sort of lean into the discomfort of i don't know to me there's yes. a turn on there's a turn on to that yes ability I'm to, just feeling it yeah <laughs> and like that feels like it feels really good i want to it's like it's pulling to me i want to follow that yes yes and that's a truth point because when you're not in alignment, the way that the work shows up feels like a continual beating against the head. That's a very different sensation than we are aligned and okay, here's a new place. I'm gonna find something different in myself. There's going to be an expansion. Yes, there's tenderness, but something about this totally, you're so right, Hannah, it just turns me on. It's yeah. just present. It so turns me on. And you want to do it. You want to engage because all of your energy body feels 
the expansion, feels the rise in energy. Yeah, it's so juicy. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. I'm going to need a cold shower after this. So then after we get into sort of this, the sacred marriage, which can be spiritual, physical, emotional, all of those things, then we can really step into the, I want to talk about this physical intimacy, the sexual mm. intimacy, because one, I think we're uncomfortable to talking about sex in general, and there's a totally different energy and vibration of sacred sexuality than just, I don't know, casual sex, even. Yes. Or yes. even not casual sex, but where there's not that divine union present. Yeah, I, I, as you were speaking that, it took me right back to that choice that choice of submission and that in the, in the feminine, that's the risk in the masculine, especially with what the culture has been now that we're talking about physical intimacy in the masculine with some of what has come up over the last years. Um, there's, there's a part of him that fears now his natural desire to dominate. And so in this physical connection, there is a sacred union energy of choice to come together choice that creates all the space he needs to bring that energy through because she wants it choice that she is in a state of submission and it's nothing about giving her power away because they are physically grounding they are calling in through their bodies through their love through his penetration through her opening and receiving him they are literally in physical form it's almost like i can see electric currents coming through them they are literally grounding that sacred energy on this planet it's why we are embodied we are in bodies for a reason we feel pleasure for a reason we get physical turn on for a reason and in the Hieroskamos template, we are here. Hieroskamos is a vehicle. It is an energy through which to bring into the body, into matter, 3D, something very physical, an energetic signature of holy love and seed it here. Whether that is, as I said, through having children, through creating something, through business, however you do it through creating a home it doesn't matter and i want to say that for for the man in speaking about seeding that masculine um orgasm the the literal semen energetic seed of his physical semen carries golden elixir when there is a haroskamos activation of love making He's carrying holy energy through his body, through his semen that is then entering the feminine energy and there it becomes a state of creation. And in, I don't know, 2007 or something, I went to Chart France and studied and way back then, the teaching for that particular course was the birth of the divine human. And that always comes back to me when I speak about Hieroskamos and the seeding. 
because that masculine seed that goes in and touches the feminine fertility and softness and creates something, the symbolism of the divine human is yes, a literal physical human, but it's beyond that. It is divine humanity consciousness. And so Hieroskamos is literally changing consciousness on the planet. It's changing the, it, it has an alchemy to it that shifts everything and ripples out. So beautiful. I have full body chills because I can feel exactly what you're talking about. It feels so, so in alignment, so true. Mm, yeah, yeah. And we desire it. I mean, that's the truth. We, we especially act, you know, certainly we desire physical and sexual exchange in our pure humanity. Right, that's human, like the primal, primal sides of us, of course. Yes, yes. And, and our culture, our religion, our, our, all of our conditioning has placed shame and programming and all of that on top of it. But in its purest essence, sexual desire, desire for pleasure is, is beautiful and very, very pure. And when you bring that into Hieroskamos, that desire is infused with a, a, to me, it always looks golden. It is a golden holiness, whether it's her juices or his semen, either way, it, it's this elixir that completely ripples and activates and changes everything. It changes everything. It's potent. And we do also desire that. In addition to the human, carnal, earthy pleasure desire, we desire that. We desire that level of sacredness running through our veins and reminding us who we are in a human body and from the energy of the cosmos, that we are the creation of life itself. Well, and then what an amazing gift to be able to experience when the two really come together in in union in that sense this primal sexual physical need and desire with this beautiful sacred holy potent aliveness and they come to meet and oh my gosh it's like that's that's the ultimate that's it that that's it <laughs> Done. Zip me up. I'm done. Yeah. Yes, that's it. That's it. And and it's I, I want to say, and you brought the energy through. It's also an honor. There's a deep reverence. You know, there's that feminine devotion, and in in the experience of making love within the Hieroskamos template and energies alongside the human there is a deep reverence and honoring for that space for the life force for the ability to come together and share and become literally become the frequency of holy love ah well i'll take it <laughs> you and me both baby i'll take it as often as i can get it Yes. Well, one question I ask towards the end of every interview, I, I love to hear 
everyone's uh, take on sort of a daily practice and what that looks like. So it's different for all of us. And from so far, everyone I've talked to, each person has something that they do that they are, they, that's their devotion to their own self, their journey, their own divine union, whatever they're going to call it. And I'd love to hear what that, if you have one and what that looks like for you. I would say there are pieces that vary for me, but it looks something like this. I am a, a huge, a hugely sensitive being. And so my space matters very much. And when I am coming into the day, I want to come into a space where I'm infusing my energy. And there are a number of sacred practices I might engage. I have an altar that is set up and I have practices I may do there at some point throughout the day. I love to burn dragon's blood incense. It carries a masculine frequency. And for me, that's part of connecting to that union. I'm, I have a very high feminine polarity. And so bringing in some masculine remembrance for me drops me in very quickly. Um, music is another thing. I have a playlist that pretty quickly will drop me in as well. And so um, any, any variety, there are some others, but that, that gives you an idea of how I allow sacred practice to alchemize my being when I come back into this realm of conscious world from that dreaming space. And really to Carolyn Mace used to say, when you wake up from bed in the morning, before you even get out of bed, imagine that there's a button right there and it says grace. And you just push that button and immediately are infused with grace. And so that stays with me as well. And, and grace, she also encouraged us to know what it feels like to have grace running through your veins. And grace for me is also has a, a golden hue to it. And it's warm like honey. And so when I connect to that grace, it fills my being. And that's a beautiful way to come into a day. I love that. Well, thank you so much. Um, how can people find you, connect with you? I highly recommend that you guys find her on social media because she posts, I mean, several times a day. Your writings are so beautiful and so alive and um, just filled with so much truth. So I highly recommend that. But where can people find you? Thank you. Elsewhere. Thank you. So I, I, I am probably most active on Facebook and believe it or not, that is where a lot of my clients are present and find me. So Facebook, I am Jacqueline L. Robinson. Um, I have a Facebook page, which is Jacqueline Sacred Intimacy. My website is the same, JacquelineSacredIntimacy.com. You are welcome to um, connect with me there. I have a contact form. And um, I would say either of those are perfect. That's the best way to get me. I'm very present and uh, I, I love to connect. So And you do a lot of one-on-one -on -one work all over the world, right? I do. I do. Yeah, I do um, high-level mentoring packages. I, I am a sacred intimacy coach. And so it's whether people are looking to do inner healing and come to inner union with themselves I am having women now who are really reconnecting to a space of communion with God as masculine and presence and 
it, it's healing, but it's also devotion. And also people who want to talk about sexuality, people who want to talk about relationship, whatever they're bumping into and or want to expand into around intimacy. And all of that information is on my website. Um, and so, yeah, definitely. I love to connect and, and be in touch. I like feedback. And so thank you. And that's how you and I connected. Which yeah. I totally love. <laughs> I know. I started following you. Um, well, thank you so much for joining me. It was an honor. And I feel like I learned a lot and I resonated with so much that you said. And I think a lot of people are going to take quite a bit away from everything that you had to share. Thank you. Thank you. You are absolutely lovely and you made it so easy. It's, it's been a total pleasure to um, go into all of these places <laughs> with you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Divinity Unbridled. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you'd like to be inspired through writing, speaking, and art, please follow me at Divinity Unbridled on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok, and subscribe to my newsletter at divinityunbridled.com. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.